Well, good morning. I'm running late, so I need to make this short, but hello and welcome back. Thank you for accepting my hiatus. I just want to play fate. Oh my gosh, I have my teeth liners in, so I'm going to sound like a lisp, whatever this. <laughs> welcome to the shit show, everybody. Season two. Um, I just was playing the role of fate. Like, I said to myself, I'm running late. But if fate prevails, the Domino's drive through will be open. All right? And I'll explain this later. <clears throat> Gosh. This sounds like a, a bad metaphor, but it's legitimate or take it metaphorically, whatever you want. If fate prevails, despite being late, the Dunkin' Donuts drive through will be open. Well, as fate will have it, as I pass by to see if the Dunkin' drive through is open... A car is simultaneously backing out and blocking the sign. Like, as I'm passing, he is in complete parallel motion with me on the angle and the axis of the sign. So I legitimately just, like, the more he moves and the more I move, the more I can't see the sign. If I had just parked, I would have seen the sign in .1 seconds. But I was on the street, so I couldn't. And welcome to the shit show. Uh, my name's Carly, season two, coming at you and hot, and enjoy the show. I'm back. I'm lying on the bed with Chief. He keeps scratching and licking and, like, making horrible noises in the background, so hopefully I don't have to kick him out of the new podcast studio. But we're here. We're thriving. Um, we're back. And it's Friday night. I gotta play show with CJ Field tonight after I worked all day and work tomorrow, too. Um... So yeah, so I started telling a story. I had to delete like the last two minutes or whatever that I started recording because Chief kept making noise. But I don't know where to start. And then I started talking. I've had a Freudian slip um, and name dropped a person that I was going to talk about. And I'm glad I ended up deleting it because I work at this nice little hotel and it's great for part-time stuff and I get really great incentives to work there and like I get bored a lot so might as well and I just wasn't having it one morning like I came into work kind of already ornery because people at work for a while this happened like a month ago I wanted to tell you all this story when it happened but then you know life kind of got in the way so I came in kind of ornery anyway because people had just been leaving things to do for other people to do recently and it was getting frustrating so I was already just ornery to be there and this guy that had stayed, they usually come and stay like a couple times a year, I guess, like for extended amounts of time, like six weeks or so. I'm like doing my reports and like doing my job at the front desk where I'm supposed to be. And this person that works for us, who like really only gets to pay to change the coffee, like that's it. That's all his job is. He gets paid to do the coffee. Well, he never does the coffee, and I end up getting yelled at by guests and things about how it's empty, and people are very ornery in the morning when they don't have their coffee. So I've been bellyached at over this coffee thing a hundred times, so now I like have a little bit of a grudge against the guy that's supposed to be doing the coffee. And so um, the morning started with them, like, well, the coffee guy kind of being pretty nice and, like, saying hello to everybody and not, like, being his normal rude self to his coworkers and very polite to the guests. And he asked this one person who was wearing camouflage, like, oh, you hit in the woods this morning. It was opening day. So it was the beginning of the month. Oh, you hit in the woods this morning, yada, yada. 
very kind to this outdoorsman. And then the next person who walks in is this guest that stays for an extended period of time. I guess he used to be a doctor. Um, and like, I don't know, they're, I guess maybe the same age, but they got into conversations and stuff. And the person that works for us, the coffee guy, we're going to call him coffee man. He suggests like a, a hike or something to the ex doctor guy you know, like, oh, you should go to this place, but it's a local spot, so don't tell nobody. And actually, let me back up a little bit. They had started talking about, like, the beginning of hunting season and yada, yada, yada. And I had literally been taking, like, whatever course I needed to do to get the license I was trying to get. And they're talking about it and they're being pretty rude and like trivial about outdoorsmen and like making fun and I'm keeping my mouth shut. And then, um, yeah, they're just con people that are outdoors, people like ignorant and whatever. So then I come around the desk and I'm doing something close to them. Like I'm cleaning something that's close to them that I just need to do every day. And the coffee person starts suggesting like a hike that's on private property or whatever. And I said, well, talking about hunting season, y'all better be careful. Oh, why should we be careful? Is what the coffee person said. And I said, because it's hunting season. Weren't y'all just talking about opening day? Yeah, so is what he gives me back. And like acting rude toward me. Now it's like two guys against one girl. And they're all both like in their 70s or 60s. And I said, well, that land, it sounds like it's private. Like, it's probably shouldn't be hiking on private land. Especially during opening day. And, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'll be nice and bright and maybe I'll scare off all the animals. You know, that's kind of what he said back. The doctor person. I said, well, it still doesn't sound very bright because I'm outdoorsman, man. They might... They might see you scaring off all their crop that they've been trying to harvest for the last however long and be upset about it. And you may have a confrontation. So I wouldn't suggest hiking on private land. Very basic, just like a general statement. And again, like their response back was sarcastic or whatever. So I just ignored it and said, okay, do what you want. And I was just trying to make a light suggestion. And then the person that works for us made the comment of like, well, you know, Vermont, hunters they don't their bullets don't know the difference between private and public land anyway and I said well I think all of us understand the difference between outdoors and indoors and so all that to say like it was just it had a better punchline um but that was kind of like the way that that story landed and left it at that and then so here's where it gets juicy right me being afraid of somebody else going and saying that I was arguing in front of a guest or something, I went to my superior and just said, hey, just in case it gets mentioned, this interaction happened and that's all it was. Like, I felt a little uncomfortable. Um, Yeah, chief? Oh, thanks. I felt, oh, did you feel too? Yeah, are you feeling something? I felt, like, a little uncomfortable with the way that, like, these people were talking about my kind of people. And I should have been, I guess, a little more professional. But I just said, basically, like, oh, be careful suggesting private land on opening day. Like, I never even once said that I was an outdoorsman. And just was making light suggestions. And they got very, like, just mean about it. And I didn't like it. 
And so, in the event that it gets brought up, like, that's why. You know, just a light HR, uh, what do I call that? Like a diffuser. little HR diffuser. I didn't want a whole thing blown up. Well, I say that when she walks in the door. And then we step out of the office and go back to the desk to where the coffee person is. And my superior goes, wouldn't you know it? Chief, you're making a lot of noise in the microphone. You're so snuggly and sweet, but you're making a lot of noise. So we walk back out of the office at the desk, and the coffee guy's standing there. And my superior says, so, heard you been pissing off the hunters this morning. Insert name here. And I looked at her, and I looked at him, and I looked back at her. I said, that is not at all what I said. I said... Or no, she said instigating. She said, I heard you've been instigating all the outdoorsmen this morning. And I said, that is not at all what I said. I said, he made ignorant comments about outdoorsmen this morning. And it made me uncomfortable with how loud he was about it with everybody else around. After just like talking to somebody that was in the outdoors. So I just explained my part right there. And just said it like that. Like, that is not what I said. What I said was, you made a comment that made me whatever. And he was like, all good. I'm going home. And I said, okay, bye. And it was it. Oh, just kidding. Ha ha. Just kidding. He said, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care. And I said, okay, fine. And he walked off and went back into the kitchen and was sitting down in the back on his cell phone when I went back in like 15 minutes after getting scolded. I got scolded by another guest about the coffee being out. So I went in the back to where I see him back on his phone, sitting down, not doing what he's supposed to be doing. And again, this is like an elderly, like, 60 plus year old man that only gets paid to fill coffee like that's all he gets paid to do on certain days of the week like two days a week and so sure enough I walk back in the kitchen and I see his feet hanging from wherever from behind the fridge and I go oh coffee's out coffee's out empty coffee again and he gets up and goes then why don't you effing help us and I looked at him I looked at the coffee. I brought the coffee out. I gave myself five seconds. And I was still mad. So I walked back in and I, I said, I put my finger up and I said, did you just tell me to help you? He said, yeah. If you're going to come back here and yell at us for not getting everything done that you need done, why don't you come back and help us? Maybe we're busy. And I looked at him. I said, there's one person in charge of one thing and that's coffee. And that's you. And don't you ever fucking put your finger in my face. And yell at me. Tell me what I'm going to do. I ain't going to help you do nothing. He, he sounds like a car horn. Like that's what he reminds me of. Is he, he just, his voice sounds like a car horn. So at any rate, right before that, he had asked me to get him a hat while I was in Nashville. It said Nashville on it. So in order to bury the hatchet, I bought a hat for him when I was in Nashville. And now we're friends again. So there's that. Um... I have these podcast points here that I just keep glancing at that I just, I guess, want to get to instead of that story because that was a lot for no reason. Um, Just silly. I have written down here, I don't even know how advanced we are as a civilization, but I suppose most civilians don't. And that's a deep thought because, like, we don't even know what we're capable of as a civil... Like, most of us as civilians are kept in the dark on almost everything. But now with the internet, we're finding out a lot more, right? But that still doesn't give us all of the information that we're capable of. Like, 
I still think ratio-wise, we still have as much information as our grandparents did 100 years ago from the government, but there's just more information to be had. I don't know. I digress. Um, I have a full conspiracy theory typed out that I haven't proofread, so we're just going to start, like, I wrote this down. I project that from where we're at now with digital currency, eventually we'll be separated into two classes, those with digital wealth and those without, similar to the feudal and medieval days. It'll start by those who choose to continue to use cash and those who choose digital, then potentially a great restart, quote-unquote, since all of the New World Order talk is being thrown around again. Potentially a great restart could trigger a redistribution of wealth that can be controlled via digital currency but not but cannot account for cash withholding. The cash system will be in full effect because digital currently currency will only be accepted. And I just think that, like... It's just, oh, boy, big boy stretch. Oh, it's a big boy stretch. Oh, yeah. And I know I talked about, I had to have talked about the free falling and sure we're going down swinging in the airport. There's no way I missed that. But if I did miss that, make sure you message me and remind me to talk about that next week. But, yeah, the whole digital currency thing, I think, like, other than just the scam that was FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried and, like, Bitcoin and all these things, it's going to come a day where it's all just tap and go, tap and go, Venmo, PayPal, like all of those are going to be one. They're all going to be bought out by the same corporation. They're all going to be used in tandem. They're going to be tracked. That's how you're going to be taxed. You're still going to be responsible for all of your tax, like tax responsibilities, but don't worry. You'll have every single penny accounted for. Um... I blew out my eardrum or like didn't even blow it out, I guess. I don't know. I just keep saying ruptured eardrum, but like can't get a doctor to see me in order to actually find out like what's going on. But I woke up one like Sunday evening and all of a sudden I just like had this horrible pain. Now I had felt kind of sick throughout the day. Um, At one point I even texted my manager and was just like, hey, just heads up. Like I feel kind of sick today or it was the day before. That was Saturday. I was like, I feel kind of sick now since coming home from work, but like I'm in bed and I'm taking all the things that I can um, so I can come into work tomorrow. So don't worry. But like if anybody's afraid of getting sick, maybe I should stay home. And she's like, no, come in. Definitely still come in. Don't stay home, even though you might be sick. Worked all day, came home, laid down and fell asleep. And at about 10 o'clock, I woke up and like my ear was bleeding on the inside and just bad drainage and stuff, and all of that to land on, like, couldn't hear, horrible, horrible pain, yada, yada, go to urgent care in the morning at the hospital, and of course, they're like, we can't see anything, so we're just gonna do this, and give you that, and tell you to take this, and charge you all this money, and then tell you to come back in four days, and again, tell you, well, can't do this, can't do that, can't see nothing, don't know what we're doing, we're fucking not medically trained up here and we don't know what we're doing all the stuff you know um and just not have any any solution so that happened i've been dealing with that and it's very funny like it sounds as if somebody's in my right ear with helium and like a half of a quarter of a second behind so it's like very slightly delayed um and of course like there's just a constant ringing in my ear 
but I'm dealing with all of that and have been since October 15th. So it's been like three full weeks. Um, very dizzy and all of that, which has been fun. None of it's been fun. And that leads me to another story of like, you ever have, you ever get those people in your life that are like, yeah, let me know if you need anything. And then when you do need something, even if it's minuscule or like would only eat up an hour of their time after they've explicitly said a hundred times, like, let me know if you need anything at all, like anything at all. If you, if you even slightly desire in the most finite amount, anything on God's green earth at all, in the heavens and in the sea, if there's a single molecular thing, you just let me know. I gotta sneeze, hold on, pardon me. I'm not pausing either. Phew. I have sneezed like that since I was a child. My Nana and I have the same sneeze. And we sneeze a bunch, a bunch, bunch, bunch. Sometimes it gets up to be like 15, 16 in a row. Um, if anybody understands why that happens, please let me know. So yeah, so those people that just tell you all the time, like, oh yeah, let me know if you need anything, and then don't ever help. I dang, like, woke up with kind of like a ruptured eardrum or whatever was happening and of course got like four or five close people would be like let me know if you need anything and of course nobody did anything like I woke up well I so Sunday night the thing happened I tried to sleep as best I could of course I didn't because it was painful and it was bleeding all night and just like draining and you can hear when your ear drains like did you know that it just sounds like stuff moving around in your head for a long time while there's fluid draining from your ear very slowly at like a microscopic rate. I didn't either. Sound like a bug was crawling out of my brain, which there still might be one in there. There might be a caterpillar in my ear. But at any rate, I just... I tried to sleep my best and then Monday morning I got up as soon as the urgent care opened and like just went to walk down the stairs of course and like slipped and was dizzy and sent a text saying like I probably shouldn't drive could somebody please bring me to the hospital also I have a headlight out that I keep getting pulled over for that needs to get seen today could somebody like also maybe drive me to there or the dog, like, has an appointment at the the vet and, like, he's too strong and really needs his injections before I leave because I was supposed to leave last week. And he has to get them today. Otherwise, he can't be boarded. Like, hello, can anybody help me with any of these things? And nope. Not a single favor. Not a single like, hey, you know, sorry, yeah, no, you definitely shouldn't be driving. Let me just drop you off or whatever. Not a single thing. I should have walked just to prove the point. Just to prove the point that it's not safe to drive, but it's safe to walk three miles to the hospital. Oh, I was mad. <clears throat> and like that night too, I even I got back, I laid down. I'm like supposed to be woken up every however long. 
Hey, can you just, like, call me in a few hours and make sure I'm up and take my Medicaid? Hey, can you just, like, maybe vacuum for me because I can't vacuum because it's too loud because my ear, because I'm bleeding from my head? Hey, could you just stop at this restaurant that I love so much because I haven't eaten in 48 hours because the pain has been so excruciating and I can't do anything? So do you think on your way from that direction, that area that you could stop and like pick up food for me because I really want it and it doesn't cost you anything and I can't eat and I can't move and whatever. No, sorry, don't feel like it. No, sorry, don't want to sit for an hour. No, sorry, don't care to go up to the whatever it is and fight with the whoever's doing the thing to do the what for the thing. Nope. Not a single thing. <laughs> but again, just like goes to put one up on the tally chart, chalk, chalkboard that Carly keeps in her head of like all of her wins. And like just another Carly survived some sort of weird ruptured ear bleed thing. All on her own with no help. Didn't have anybody to keep her company except a German shepherd that hates her most of the time. Tries to kill himself. Chief's been doing this fun thing that, um, that's me, by the way. I've started this new habit that I'm stuck on, I guess. The, it's like a snore, I suppose. Sorry if I keep doing that. I'm just intaking air very quickly. Um, yeah, Chief, like, has been, I've noticed he fin. I've finally noticed, rather. He buries his nose, like, into the cushion or in between my leg and the mattress or like in the the bedding like just buries his nose and I have to just wonder like is he trying to commit suicide is he getting high from deoxygenating himself like what is happening but I, I can never figure it out I can't ever figure it out this guy came to my hotel um whenever, however long ago this was, and man, he was so German, he was so, blonde hair, blue eyes, weird head, weird ears, just like so New York German that had a lot of Italian friends, you know, like just wanted to be Italian so bad, oh, hey, how's it going, uh, my name is, uh, whatever, Rick Birchman, like, that's not Lucio DeLuccio, you know? You don't get to talk like this and act this way. Although I digress. I'm a northerner. I'm a northern Yankee carpetbagger with a southern draw now, so I really shouldn't be making fun of people with different accents. Um, I'm so... <laughs> speaking of work, I'm so egotistic. I'm so egotistical that when I first started working at this hotel, they had my mailbox, like, in the center. Like, in the center, there's however many columns. There's, like, five rows and three columns, and my mailbox was, like, right in the middle, right? It had my name on it. It said Carly right there in the center. And my first thought, of course, when I saw my mailbox for the first time and it being right dead smack center, I thought to myself, I am a superstar. I am legendary. 
I got the middle mailbox. That's like the centerpiece of a brownie. Are you kidding? It's like the best. Right in the center of the universe. And then one day I come in and there's nothing in my mailbox. My name tag's gone. I'm like, what the hell? My, I can't find my lanyard. I can't find my glasses. Nothing. So I go the whole day and I'm like, dang, somebody stole my key. Somebody stole my name tag. Like, I got nothing to work with. They're about to go make me another one. And my superior does one of those things where she watched me search all day and like claim. And I even texted her first thing. was like, lost my key. Yada, yada. Yeah, chief. And then like an hour left in the day. Go Like there's an hour left in the day, whatever day this was. And somebody else goes, oh, Carly, I found your lanyard. It was in a different mailbox. And I'm like, what? And I'm looking around, and they move my ma- my name tag. And my superior goes, oh, yeah, I literally just thought you didn't have a mailbox, and I made you a mailbox on your day off the other day and just forgot to tell you. And then I realized you had a mailbox, so I just took the sticker off that one. And I thought to myself, well, dang, now I'm no longer the center of the universe. I'm, like, on the outskirts of the universe. Of the mailbox universe. But that's how egotistical I am. Like my first thought when I first saw it that first day was like, dang. They know who I am. I thought to myself the other day. Before fire was like invented. And nobody was like. Nobody had to explore caves but people chose to and like forced other people to do it for them but like if people had to explore caves back before fire was invented before there was synthetic light if you will do you think that maybe they would condition themselves in darkness like how marathon runners train for marathons like for months and months and months do you think that these like cave explorers and these certain civilizations would have to like train like train to be in the dark to be able to see in the dark and like wouldn't that have to start from childhood like wouldn't you have to be a nocturnal human being and how do you how do they figure that out like like I didn't know people could dream in black and white right like I didn't know I didn't know a lot of things until people communicated it with me. And like, what if somebody was just really good at seeing at night, but they didn't know nobody else was good at seeing at night? They just find the one guy that can't sleep and they're like, you, you're the kid. You're never going to see the light of day again. And they just like keep him in the dark so that he only can see in the dark. And like, imagine being locked in like a living quarters with no or like buried with no light and then you have to be like blindfolded like they walk you to the cave they transport you to the cave and then they walk you into the cave as far as they can where the light no longer touches or like they just put you at the mouth of the cave and they say walk straight until you hit something don't take your blindfold off and you just like 10 feet in just falls into a lake There's a place outside of Nashville that's like that. Back before they turned it into a wedding venue, you could essentially, like, walk into this gaping cave, and there was a a swimming hole 
at the back of it. And you wouldn't even know. Like, but those people too, they can't even take blindfold off. Like, if you're exposed to any light, I would presume it would ruin everything, right? And that's all just because they didn't fucking know any better. But they knew enough, but, like, not that much. Maybe they didn't explore caves back then, too. Who knows? Maybe they had bats, like owls. Like, the British had owls and sent letters and pigeons and things. Um. The last thing I have written here is, like, it says, questions I'm done asking. Do you know so-and-so? We all know too much. We all know... Like, and two questions I'm done answering, but definitely asking, like, oh, have you heard of this? Or, like, have you tried this? Or do you know this? And then the person has to answer no. And then I have to work so much harder to explain what I was talking about rather than just not talking about anything, you know? Like, why did I just put this conversation upon myself? I could have just gone without it. You know what I mean? Oh, but I got a show tonight. I had a very funny instance of like, gosh, I don't know who listens to this and who doesn't. So whatever, I guess I'm spilling tea. But there was people that I know that got together for like, basically just like a few people's birthdays about a week ago, two weeks ago now, a week before my birthday. So it was like a week after this person's, a couple days after this person's, whatever, a week before mine. And I get a text message from one of the people celebrating their birthdays. And one of those people happens to be somebody that not only have I not, like, I always wanted to be their friend. But something would come up like they were beefing with another friend of mine. Or I heard that they said something bad about me. Or whatever. And just never got the opportunity to be their friend, right? Well, again, that's happened as an adult. Where this person has done things, not only as, like, when we were kids, when we graduated high school, like, this person's the reason why I didn't get along with a lot of people for a long time, including family members, because of something that they did. And not just, they're not the only person responsible, but I put a lot of the blame on them. And now, we're celebrating birthdays. And I get invited to this birthday party that's for everybody else except me. Nobody once mentions, hey, like, it's your birthday too. Do you want to be a part of this? It's just, hey, we're doing this thing for these people's birthdays. If you want to go, hope we see you. And like, fine, whatever. Then my birthday rolls around. And I don't go, for the record. Then my birthday rolls around. And I don't hear from, like, any of these people, I don't think. I think one of them wished me a happy birthday on Facebook that I didn't see. And I get a text like the day after about going to dinner and let's do this and let's do that and we should make plans. No happy birthday. And then they follow up with a message about like admission to one of my shows. And now you're going to go and you're going to plan a birthday party and you're going to not include me in it. And you're going to not wish me happy birthday. 
Now, granted, again, like, could they have not ever seen any of the po- the photos that I posted or any of the posts that anybody else posted or heard through the grapevine? Because they definitely heard through the grapevine that it was my birthday. And then you're going to ask me to hang out. And then you're not going to wish me happy birthday. And then you're going to suggest... compensated tickets you hear that that's me sleeping on the nonsense but i get to see them tonight at my show so we'll see how it goes um yeah it just is what it is i'm tired of being like afraid of acting how I actually feel around people and I've gotten a lot better at just being like you know what actually no this is bothering me like this is happening here this is happening here you're doing this it makes me feel this way I feel this way when this happens and like correct me if I'm wrong you know just like just basic individual communication that's all and with that I will leave you with today's episode that's not riddled with 15 minutes worth of commercials yet because we don't make any money yet We were making money from subscriptions for a while, thanks to Tim and a couple others. And now I can't find where that money gets deposited. So if you've been donating to the podcast the last however many months, turn that subscription off until we find it, because I don't know where that money's at. And I don't want y'all to keep donating to something that's not coming here. So I love you guys. And uh, back at them. Have a good weekend. Learned some new information, so yeah, cannot accept. Oh, Chief, tell me about it. I know it. Tell me more. (laughs) Cannot accept, like, any of the, let's see, like, the donations or, like, subscription money until, allegedly, I've got two published episodes, which I've got, and... Like a thousand subscribers or something now I have to have in order to receive any of the money that y'all are sending. So I guess for now, like we're just going to do away with that part and we're just going to keep giving it to y'all for free. Um, Is what it is. So there's that update. New information every day. I love y'all and talk to you next week.